And I think that we do that to God quite a bit. I mean, when that person said, I've never really done that before, it made me think, wow, I'm surprised at that. And I, it made me think, I wonder how many of the rest of us out there. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What is up, Happy Lifers? I'm still in Southern California. Of the last four weeks, I've been home like two days. So <laughs> I am really ready to get home. This should be the last podcast you'll get from Southern California from me. Unless I happen to be able to score one with a DJ by the name of Icy Ice from down here. What up, y'all? It's your boy DJ Icy Ice, live from Tokyo, Japan. I've already had a meeting with him, and uh, we're talking about doing a podcast, so hopefully I'll be able to record one from him, but this will be like the last podcast you'll get from me down here in Southern California. Some great, great, awesome things have happened over the last four weeks or so. First of all, I got to go to Disney as a chaperone for my youngest son's band. Their band went to Disney. They played at Disney. They got to go to a studio at Disney. I'm telling you, it was, it was very cool. I just absolutely loved it. And my other son goes to school in Hollywood down here at Musicians Institute. That's so hard for me to say, Musi- Musicians Institute. <laughs> and I was able to cover him and, and take him to Disney. So we got to hang out with his younger brother. They went to Universal one day, and he actually came, and I helped him with a ticket to do that. So I got to be at Disney and Universal with both my boys. Down here, I've done about a half a dozen Happy U's or more. A Happy U is basically a master class, a happy lifestyle. It's basically, if you ever had those times when you're with somebody that you you trust or that you're close with, you know, in your kitchen, and you just started talking and started, things about life just started coming up, and they started helping you, you started helping them, and there was just, just that warm feeling of acceptance and, 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 and eye-opening information and stuff like that. That's kind of what a happy you is, actually. And even with people that don't know each other, but by the end of that four-hour, eight-hour, 12-hour, whatever, how long it is, they do know each other, and we're helping each other out. It's just a place where I ask questions to find out where the people there are at and what the, what they're dealing with in life, and then we talk about those situations, and I answer the questions that they have. It's 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 almost like when I get done at a retreat, um, and I'm speaking, and God has showed up. People feel loved. They feel accepted. And then we hang out afterwards in the snack stand. It's a lot like that as well. These happy use are available to anybody. So I don't want to do a little commercial here, but um, if, if you'd like to, you just need to let us know. Send me an email to um, stevo, S-T-E-V-O, at happylife.lol. And uh, we can set something up. They're free. They don't cost any money at all. And they are just so cool, the things that are happening. Um, uh, I We actually wrote a song for a middle school. I'm in the process of editing that out now. There's a vice principal here that's a happy lifer as well as a coaching client. And uh, I helped him write a song last year because I, I just love his mindset. Talk about knowing how to move middle schoolers. You know, they always have to take these tests in Southern California. And every state has them, right? But all the kids didn't like the test, so he thought he would make it fun. And so he wrote a song. He was just being crazy. And he took an old Snoop Dogg song, and then he changed it up. And 
<laughs> and he was singing S back and the cast. That's the name of the test. And uh, pretty soon all the kids across the campus last year were singing that to each other. And this year they asked, are we going to have a sequel? So we're doing it to Apache. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. I'm almost done with that, so we got to write that. That, that was pretty fun, uh, having the, the, the vice principal uh, rap into my little Zoom here, and uh, we're making a song out of it for his school, maybe even making a video out of it. Uh, we'll see how far we get with that. So that's been a blast. I, I ran into someone that, that moved down here uh, for, from Camp Daniel, and it was so good to see her. And she's working at a campground about 40 minutes, 30 minutes from where I'm staying. So I got to go up there and see her and take her down down, down the hill and show her all my hot spots down here that I enjoy. And, and the cool thing is she's going to meet with – my friends down here, my family down here, they're me familia down here in Southern California. I've got a me familia out there in at Camp Daniel as well as several other places across the country. But it's so cool to be able to introduce someone from Camp Daniel to the Big C crew down here in Southern California. So that was super cool. Um, I met with DJ Icy Ice, a very popular uh, hot DJ down here. He used to be a DJ at one of the radio stations. I walk into his office and he's got platinum records and gold records given to him by these artists like, I'm, I'm telling you, like Snoop Dogg and like uh, Big E and um, Usher was in there. And there were so many of them. I'm trying to remember all of the ones that were that were in there. And, and he met with me and we, we even did a little coaching there. And uh, But I think we're going to be meeting again today. I told him I want to record a podcast with him. We didn't get to it last time, but he's going to help us with our Steve-opedia. 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 Lord works in mysterious ways. Bits of Steve-opedia, which are basically the podcast put in a one-minute form that we'll be able to put on the webpage daily, that we'll be able to send out through an email. By the way, if you ever want to know what's going on with us, uh, you can just go to happylife.lol and sign up for our newsletter. We send out a happy mail, and we send out uh, one uh, digitally as well as one um, you know, in paper copy. And so if you'd like to know that, uh, do that. But if you sign up for that, then when I start getting these um, Steve-opedia bits out, you'll get an email every day from us, and you'll be able to click just a one-minute, a one-minute, word encouragement that morning, uh, a spiritual guidance kind of a thing, fun, upbeat, enjoyable, and he's going to help me do that because that's kind of beyond my wheelhouse, and that is super cool that he would he would do that. I want to interview him and talk about how he changed my view of the dance. So you can see it's been a powerful, powerful time away, and I just want to let you happy lifers know this movement that you're part of, it's something so much bigger than just a podcast, you know, there's so much more to that. We're working on our YouTubes, um, trying to get that channel up and going. And anyway, I'm I'm rambling on. I, I really want to I want to talk to you about a couple of the happy yous. Um, you know, we had about a half a dozen of them or more, and a couple of them, only one person showed up. And uh, many people were invited, and many people said they were going to come, but only one person showed up. But I know why, because in both of those situations, it was like all the focus went on that one person. In fact, one of them, uh, who has happened, happens to be a, in a leadership position in their church, end up saying, man, I wasn't expecting this to be all about me. And that's when I said, well, that's because all these other people didn't show up because God wanted to pinpoint on you. And boy, was it good. 
and they were just talking about life and what was going on with them. And they're going through some, they're going through some heavy things right now, you know, and I really felt like I was supposed to ask her to tell God, I felt like God wanted me to ask her. And when I say that, it's not like I do that everywhere I go. Um, it's always different, but I just felt like God was saying, I want her to tell me what she's really struggling with. And I remember in my mind thinking, I just, I didn't feel like it was going to work, you know, but I thought, well, I'm feeling that I'm supposed to do that. So, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says faith without works is dead. In this situation, what that means to me is if I don't act on this, I'll never know if that was God or not. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, God, that's probably not you because this isn't going to work. We're just having good conversation here. But to just ask them to jump in right away and, and talk to God in front of the rest of us, the host family and me and, and the host family's teenage daughter was there, um, to just jump in in front of all of us, I just didn't think it was going to happen. As I'm debating this in my mind, whether I should ask that person or not, and I just felt like I'm just going to try it out and see. But before I finish that thought in my head, all of a sudden their conversation began to turn and this person began to began to open up and even began to get a little, a little bit choked up. And I said, I feel like God wants you to tell him what you're struggling with right now. And man, this person opened up. Oh, it was such a beautiful thing. After When they were done, I said, I want you to know how honored I am that you would open up like that in front of me because that was... That was powerful. The, the, the prayer was so, we make prayer so much about eloquent language, but prayer isn't about, I think the best prayers to me are the ones that have real language in them. The ones that have, I mean, I've been at a church service and have somebody swear in the middle of their prayer. And I just love that because, you know, it's, it's real. It's not, we feel like we got to speak in King James Version or Old English, or we feel like we've got we've to flower up our speech and make it sound like a poem or something. But God just wants real life, man, prayers. And that's why I wanted to touch base on in this podcast is communicating with God. We call that prayer, but I don't like to call it prayer as much because we've got this idea of what prayer is supposed to look like. And I'm not sure that's what God intended it to be. I just want to talk about this individual and how pure their discussion with God was. I mean, consider prayer that it's a lot of people, prayer is talking at God and it's not talking with him. But man, if I go home, I can't wait to see my wife. I can't wait to see my son. But if we just get together and all of a sudden I just tell them everything that happened at the trip, but I don't listen to them, if I just talk at them, that's that works. But after a while, it gets old and pretty soon, well, I got to go, Dad. You know, babe, I got to go. You know, my wife, I can imagine what I'm saying. But but when I, my wife picks me up at the airport, sometimes on the way home, we talk about what, what happened on the trip. And other times we talk about what happened at home with her. Because when I communicate with my wife, communication is a two-way street. It's listening as well as speaking. And no relationship is better than its communication. And so if we only talk at God, our relationship is only going to go that deep. I've been thinking I want to do a podcast on formal versus informal, all about the whole concept of, you know, the closer you get to somebody, the more informal you can become with them. But the the further away you are from them, you know, the more formal you are when you start a, a friendship with somebody, but the more you get to know them, the more informal you get. And so I want to do a, uh, another podcast on that whole concept of formal versus informal. But what I wanted to point out was this person, as they just looked off to the side, they weren't looking at any of us. They were looking off to the side and they just began to tell God everything they were feeling. And man, they were getting choked up, but it was just real. You know, God can handle your real. He knows your thoughts anyway, right? He can handle bad words. He can handle bad thoughts. He knows all that anyway. He wants us to bring that to him. He wants us to be ourselves He'll take us talking at him because I love my son enough. If he just wants to talk at me, well, I'll, I'll take that, but I prefer. And it's 
10 times better, 100 times better, 1,000 times better when he talks with me, like when I can talk back, when he wants to know what I'm thinking and I want to know what he's thinking. That's the pure form of it, and that's what God wants. You know, he had 12 disciples, and they hung out together all day long. You know, and in John fifteen fifteen, you know, he says to his disciples, he says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends now. So that's what God wants to get. He wants to get beyond just being our boss. He also wants to be our friend. The word for boss that we use a lot in, in our Christian language is Lord. Lord simply means ruler, king, boss, the person that I look to for my support, my strength, my protection. That's kind of what that means. And God's saying, I am that to you guys, but I also want to be your friends. That's what two-way communication does. And as this person started speaking with God and telling God how they were feeling, it was kind of cool because I felt like God wanted me to ask the, the daughter that was right next to me. And I said, so what do you think about what God thinks about the person that's in the happy you that's talking? Their first answer was, well, I'm not very good at this. And like 10 seconds later, she starts giving this thing like, I think this and I think that. And I, I feel like God feels this way. And I, I went, I thought you said you weren't good at this. You know, it's funny how we talk ourselves into the fact that we're not good at prayer. We're not good at hearing God's voice. But I think we're a lot better than we think we are. I don't know why we convince ourselves that we are. Maybe it's because God is, he's God, he's spiritual, he's in heaven, he's creator of the universe, he's, he's boss, right? He's, he's the big guy upstairs, right? And so I think that maybe that's a little intimidating, but he's also the easiest person in the world to talk to because he is forgiveness and he is love and he is peace. And he already knows what's inside of us anyway, but for some reason he loves it when we communicate with him on those things. And I think what happens is when we communicate like that, it sets us free. And that's what was happening with this person in this happy you. It was just really good how one minute before that conversation started with God, they were conversing with each other. They were in a tough spot. After about five minutes, three minutes, something like that, of just that real talk with God, the whole atmosphere changed on that person. I could feel it sitting next to her. It was like coming off of her. I could just feel everything begin to change and, and hope began to, to expand. And peace began to enlarge, and everything began to change. And here's the line I'm driving everything to today. I wanted to drive the intro towards the happy you. I want to drive the happy you towards that person and their conversation with God. And then I want to drive that conversation with God to this one sentence right here. So here we are this far into the podcast to hit this one point. And they said, wow, you know, I've never really done that before. And it kind of surprised me a little bit because they were so good at it. I would think that they do that all the time. And then I wonder how many of us pray. This person is at a leadership position at a church, and yet they've said they've never really done that before. Yet to me, what they did was prayer 101. To me, it's almost the entry level of prayer. After you learn how to pray for your food, you know, (laughs) the next level is just to talk with God. It's not that hard. When people say, I can't pray, I want to say, well, you just prayed to me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm God, but prayer is simply communication, and you just talk with me. We can talk with each other. Well, if we can talk with each other, we can talk with God, and that's what he wants. And um, it just made me wonder, number one, why is that? Well, I, I think it's because we've been so formal for so long. I think, secondly, it's because when I talk with God, if I have to stop what I'm doing and stop and then You know, if I'm biking outside, then I have to stop my bike and I have to talk and I have to fold my hands. I have to close my eyes and I have to get all formal. If I have to stop doing that, the odds of me doing that are are less than if I can just do it while I'm biking. If I can just do it while I'm working out at the gym, if I can just do it while I'm watching a TV show, if I can just do it while I'm in conversation. And, And that's what I do. I just 
If someone walks in the room, I'm talking with someone else, I can pause that conversation or include that other person else. Like, hey, come here. I want you to meet so-and-so. And when I'm talking with somebody, all of a sudden I, I want to talk with God. I'll just say, God, thanks, man, for what they just said. That is so cool that they would do that. It's that simple. But yet, if we have to stop everything to talk with God, then we're probably going to forget or the odds of us not doing it are, are greater, in my opinion. And I just wanted to put out this podcast because there's anyone else of you that are out there, just try this. Try this. Find a chair. Or if you're driving in your car, pretend God's sitting in the car seat next to you. I do that all the time. Sometimes my briefcase is right there on the seat, and I'll say, God, do you mind holding that for me? <laughs> sometimes I'll even clear off the seat and say, God, have a seat. Let's, let's go for a ride. Or if I'm walking sometimes and I want to go on a walk with God, I actually walk on the side of the sidewalk and ask him to walk with me. If I'm in a movie theater, sometimes I go, I watch a movie with God by myself. I do that quite a bit, actually. God's sitting in the chair next to me. And I just pretend that he is right there. And then I talk to him and I tell him what I'm really feeling. But I also take time to not say anything and see if he wants to say anything back to me. He might give me a thought. He might give me a Bible verse in my head. He might show me something on the screen if I'm watching a movie. He might show me something happen in the park if I'm driving by on the bike. He might give me a feeling. Um, there's several different ways that God speaks to us, but we got to be quiet and not just talk to him. And sometimes when we get formal, we finish our thing and then we stop. You know, or when we listen to him, we get all serious and we scrunch up our face and we get all tight and we're like, we wait, God, please answer. What do you say in God? And <laughs> instead of just being silent and going on with your bike ride, going on with your homework, going on with hanging out, but just listening in case God wants to reveal something to you through your homework. I mean, he did, he's done it the last few weeks. He's done it through a game that I play on my phone. And then it's a word game. And all of a sudden, I feel like I just need to go watch, do the word game. So I do that word game. And all of a sudden, the word that I'm working on is exactly the word that I needed to hear for the question that I was asking God earlier. So sometimes God wants to speak, but it's not till you're going to see the billboard driving on your way home. It's not going to be till the next song that comes on the radio. You know, it might not be until the next person shows up in front of you at the park that does something with their kid that reminds you of what, what God is feeling about you. So, so I just, I, I want you to know that I think prayer in its simplest form is communicating with God. And I'm going to close with, with this story. Um, I, I read it a long time ago. And, uh, so I'll probably, I might butcher some of the details of it, but I'm going to get the gist of it, you know, and the gist of it is there's a pastor and he runs into someone that goes to his church when he asked her how she's doing, she says she's doing well, but but her her grandpa or dad, one of those, is not doing very well. Would you mind visiting him? The pastor said, "Man, I would love to visit him." So he goes to visit this this older guy, and and as he comes in to, to visit, he realizes that, that that this older man has a chair next to his bed. He's in, you know, he's sick and he's in bed, and but he's got a chair next to him. So the pastor thought that chair was for him. So the pastor said, oh, were you expecting me? And he said, no, what do you mean? And he said, well, I saw the chair there. I thought that, that um, and the guy got a little bit sheepish. Uh, the older guy got a little bit embarrassed a little bit. He said, oh, the chair. He said, well, what's the deal with the chair then? He says, well, I had a difficult time with praying. He, he didn't feel like he could pray very well. Uh, he didn't communicate with God very well. So he, he talked to this old country preacher, he said. And this old country preacher told me, if you want to talk with God, and this is exactly what we're talking about right now. He said, take a chair and set it beside your bed. When you want to go talk with God, sit on the edge of your bed or lay on your bed and pretend that God is sitting in that chair and just talk with him like you would talk with anybody else. Now, I know I might be blowing some of your brains here. Some of you are just loving this, going right along with it, going, yeah, I do that all the time, right? I want you to know I do it all the time. And just because it's weird doesn't mean it's wrong. It means 
it's new, right? And I'm just telling you, it may feel weird, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. So I'm just suggesting that you try it. Go for a walk with God and pretend he's walking next to you and talk with him like you would talk if a friend was next to you because God wants to be your friend, not just your Lord. So he said, this this old preacher told me to um, put a chair by my bed, and if I want to talk, um, just talk. And he says that chair has been there ever since. And whenever he talks with God, especially when he's sick, he's in that bed all the time, right? So he's having all these conversations with God. This this pastor was very moved by that and remembered that and and, and prayed and went on his way. And, and sometime later, he ran across this this person's relative, their daughter, their granddaughter, whatever. And they were talking again. And and uh, he said, say, well, by the way, how was your, your dad or your grandfather, whomever it was? And uh, she says, oh, well, he passed. He went he went to heaven. You know, he says, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, I had a great time with him. I really enjoyed my time with him. And then as they were getting ready to leave, she goes, oh, by the way, did did he say anything to you about that chair next to his bed? And the, the minister was like, well, yeah, he did. Why? And she says, well, it's the strangest thing. When he passed away, he went in peace. He was so peaceful. But when they found him in the morning, his head was on that chair. So, I mean, do you get that? I mean, why? one reason he went peaceful is because when he went, he laid his head on Jesus' lap. For him to put his head on that chair would mean he'd have to get out of his bed, sit on the edge of his bed and put his, it would take a lot of effort instead of just laying back and, and passing away on that. He'd have to get up and move and purposely put his head on that chair. And so I just picture him placing his head on God's lap as he spends his last moments on earth and his first moments going into heaven. Could you imagine that? And I, I think that's what prayer looks like. So I want to release you to feel like you always have to talk to God a certain way. You always have to talk to him in some formal way. If that's how you want to talk with him, cool, man, go for that. But if you're up for it, I want to encourage you to put a chair by your bed. If you're up for it, I want to encourage you to go for a road trip with God and pretend he's sitting in the, in the passenger seat next to you. If you're on the bus and you're commuting, I would, even if he has to sit on the lap of the person next to you, you might not want to talk out loud at that point, but you know what I'm saying? I would encourage you to try that. Talk with God like you would with anybody else. And take moments where you don't say anything and you give him a chance to speak. Because if you're ever in a conversation with someone who always wants to talk, after a while that can get weary if they don't ever ask you what your opinion is, if they don't ever want to listen to what you have to say. And I think that we do that to God quite a bit. I mean, when that person said, I've never really done that before, it made me think, wow, I'm surprised at that. And I, it made me think, I wonder how many of the rest of us out there have have never really gotten that real in, in prayer. And I think prayer is, that's the basics of it. I think that's a simple part of it right there, just telling God how you feel, even if it's ugly, even if it's nasty, even if it's just brutal, you just get real and tell him, God, this is how I'm feeling. And then I give it to you. That's a, that's another thing I want to tell you. Just when you let all that out, when you vomit on God, so to speak, you spiritually vomit, you emotionally vomit, God, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm I'm depressed, I don't have any hope left. You let all that out. And you get real. When that happens, um, then you wait. God, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? And then you wait and you watch what just happened with this person at this other happy you. You watch the peace come back. You watch all the angst go away. You begin to feel that because you took time not just to talk at God, but to talk with him. You, d- you took time not just to, to talk at God, but to listen to God as well. And that's prayer. That's communicating with him. 
There's a verse in the Bible that I want to end with, and it's Matthew 6.14 in the message translation. It says something like this. It says, in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. And I think that's what prayer is. It's a connection. So don't just talk at him. Talk with him. Get real. Find a chair somewhere. Put Jesus in it and tell him what you're really thinking and then ask him what his opinion is on that thing. Man, I think I think it's gonna I think that's gonna increase your happy life in a big way. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. Steve Ace.